Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 117. 117. 117. B-Movie Breakdown was a weekly podcast where we find the humor, enjoyment, and letter, low budget, lesser known films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. I mean, it still is. It still could be. Still is. But instead of doing a movie a week, we are, uh, we're changing things up around here. I want to point out a fact that I mentioned later in the podcast, but it's at the very end. It was a conscious decision. It just was. It we very well yeah. could have watched The Toxic Avenger. Yeah. We very well could have. Yes. There was time. There was. It wasn't one of those, like, rushed weeks. True. But, like, don't you just kind of want to get into, like, conversation yeah. And like talking and, and it happens. And sometimes we kind of cut ourselves short of those conversations Correct. to get back to the movie. Right. Which I have noticed on past episodes where like that's happening. And then we steer back toward like, oh, it's like we're obligated to go yeah. into this movie. We're like, we know you probably haven't seen it and we want to give you the rundown. But I mean, like, there's also just. And maybe we'll watch the rundown about. one day. I know everybody gets oh bugging Oh my us god, the rundown! To watch the rundown. Keep getting bugged to watch the rundown. But That's a lot of cows. We will eventually... Well, there'll, there'll be episodes where we do full movies. It will happen. Yeah, obviously. It's still gonna be a thing. So, if you're worried about, oh, B-Movie Breakdown, I don't you're think, not watching B-Movies. I don't think anybody's the, worried. The title of the podcast is not exactly what the thing says. It's okay. We will uh, do that from time to time, but I like the idea of having more conversations about things and uh, maybe be a little bit more current about things and not not have to cut ourselves short of those conversations. Correct. And kind of go a little long form on those, or maybe do some like episodes where it's like a list of things or something like that, like to Nick's top five doodads and gadgets. Uh, Nick's top five doodads and gadgets. Yeah, from movies. From movie, well, I'm gonna have to list the Super Mario Brothers jumping boots. You put a boat bill inside, and you just bounce around the fucking yeah, see, dinosaur already, kingdom. See, he's already going off about doodads and gadgets. Uh, another top five. another gadget, I would have to you're, say. You're, you're, you got to save it for a podcast. This is a podcast. Another get another gadget. I would have to think about would be gadgets um, and doodads. The doodad I could think about would be um, was the flux capacitor a gadget or a doodad. <laughs> Dude, gadget. It's a gadget. It's a gadget, not doodad? That's a gadget. Dang, I was thinking, I was, uh, I was borderline no, doodad. but in the third Back to the Future, when he's throwing in the, 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 what is Logs? It? The logs, those are doodads. The logs? The, the logs are doodads. The logs are doodads. Yeah, because they're color-coded and like shit, it's a little doodad. <laughs> That's a little doodad. Gadgets are technologically based. Doodads don't have to be. That's our new podcast. Is the gadget or gadgets? Gadgets or doodads? That's a, that's the new title of this podcast. Gadgets or doodads? And you can listen to this podcast if you subscribe on iTunes. I don't want to say bnbpodcast.com, Stitcher, nah. wherever the fuck else you get podcasts. Find it there. Wherever the fuck else you get podcasts, you can reach us on our site, bnbpodcast.com. Reach on it. our email, bmbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at bmbpodcast, or search Facebook, B Movie Breakdown. We're on there. Let us know your thoughts, concerns, comments, questions, comments. That's not what? It's a combination of a question and a comment. What is it, like a statement with like a question mark at the end? <laughs> yeah. That's a bullshit. Yeah. So, about this new, after you listen to the episode, the way, if you listen to some of the half episodes, it might seem so- somewhat similar. 
but a little bit more long form. They're called half episodes, but like it's a full podcast. Sometimes. So we've done half episodes that were only like 30 minutes. We've done full episodes that were only 30 minutes. Yeah, but that's we, when, you watch we movies like, when you watch movies like Left Behind and you have nothing to say. Yeah, wasn't the Nebula podcast longer than that? Uh, Maybe because I think we just went off about how angry we were. God, Nebula sucks. That whole movie wasn't even a doodad. I mean, thrashing could have been that way too, but then we just made up our whole narrative for the end, for after the movie. No, it was, it was in the liner notes, the liner notes. Oh, okay. Of the movie, the bag, so, the slug monster. So uh, check check out all that shit. Check out our podcast. Check out all that shit. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that good shit. Nick, you got some shit going on. Cyborg Nick has some shit. He does have some shit. Streeterville.com. How about you say it right? Because the misinformation campaign you continually try to project on the only podcast where I promote the site is probably not a good idea. But I've had the same pages up for months, but Scatterville.com, new ones will be coming. And you have January some, is ideal. And you have some uh, rock and roll tunes. Yes. Some rock and roll tunes on Correct. the internet. I do. They're on YouTube. They're on Bandcamp. You can purchase them. You you can you can give me as much as you'd like. There is no limit. There is no limit, and, there but there's no also limit. there's no limit up or down. It's your choice. Yeah, you can put a negative number in there, and then Nick has to pay you money. That is not a fact. <laughs> That's funny. It's a funny interpretation, but that is. I'm gonna not try a fact. it now. That's fine. Maybe you... Bandcamp will just give me money. That's not. Oh, is this a scam I, you just discovered? I recently huh? did create a Bandcamp account. Did you? Because uh, two or three weeks ago, I bought uh, an album of the the band The Jasons. Nice. Their music is available on Bandcamp. So I bought their latest album called Get Fucked. I support their spirit. <laughs> I bought their album on Bandcamp, so now I have a Bandcamp account. And, uh, that's you, awesome. You can actually log into your Bandcamp account and listen to it like Spotify. That's that's awesome. Based on your music library. Yeah, but the but band... I downloaded the... But the band is Terrible Lizards. Terrible Lizards. Punk Rock, Dino Punk. Bandcamp.com slash Streeterville. Invented the genre. No, it's Terrible Lizards. <laughs> and it's Scatterville. S-C-A-T-T-E-R-V-I-L-L-E.com. Scatterville. Okay. Yeah. So Bandcamp.com slash Terrible Lizards or yes. uh, just search Terrible Lizards Bandcamp. Also, Terrible Lizards on YouTube. Um, you can see my drawings in the YouTube videos. They're there. Shit. I know. That's, search like... Because like it's you type in Terrible Lizards and we discuss it. Like Not yeah, a lot of things come up. It. But you type in Indominus, it comes up for sure. That's a song that may or may not be about... Um, if you type what's, in, what's the new Jurassic Park movie's name? Jurassic what's that? World. That's what it's called. If you type in Terrible Lizard Farts... Also comes up. It doesn't come up. No. You don't have a song called Farts. No, it'd be called Dino Farts if I did. Don't be stupid. Oh, I thought it was like F period, A period, R period, T period, S period. What is that about? Is it even about dinosaurs? Freak ass raptors. All right, keep going. Freak, freak ass raptors tearing shit. No, th think silly. Freak ass raptors think silly. Well, that's why you're not in the band. That's the worst <laughs> idea I've ever heard. It's just pure trash. It's just garbage. All right, with that, with that's the, enough. With that, yeah, listen to more of this bullshit. Just turn it off. Listen to more of B movie breakdown. If you're listening on a tablet or a phone, just throw in the garbage and get a new one. Because it's useless. With our with our new format, with our new uh, changing things up a little bit. So uh, enjoy episode 117 of the B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst B movie breakdown.
Toxic Avenger like remake that could be like a thing that's good. Do I think? Do you think that it'll get fucked up? The person directing it, I know, is the guy who did Sausage Party. You know what? If I'm being honest, I'm done. I'm done with remakes. I'm done. I'm I'm done. I mean, I can't remember the last one I saw. I'm done. They they kind of died off a little bit. You, you don't you feel like don't you feel like there was that good like five? I'd say like seven years. It was eight like a years. seven eight year run, almost ten years. where we're just like everything was like a remake reboot and they've been well you say you're done but you're not really done why not because they keep getting you with these sequel reboots that's like the new thing the sequel reboot but see force awakens jurassic world these are all your sequel reboots but 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 that's fine what have i always wanted I've always wanted things to be in the same universe. Yes. Exist. Yes. My biggest complaint about Ghostbusters had nothing uh, to do with women. That's the last remake I saw. Had nothing to do with... I like that. I had, like that remake. Had, so, and, it's a rare occurrence Okay. I normally don't. So can I... To like, set, to like Robocop, so against it. I will never see it. Total Recall, I'll never see it. See what the fuck... No, don't d- distract me from my point. So th- I'm going to throw this at you. You've seen the movie. And if I was to tell you, what if it took place in the same universe... Years later, how much of the plot would change? How much of the plot would change? It, they, how much of the plot would change? True. How no, like a lot. No. Okay, so like, why the fuck not? Yeah, I mean, it's still. Why would you play? Why would you play on a franchise's history? And you could easily make it exist in the same universe, it, and you don't do it. it it's you don't it's do a weird, it. It's a weird choice. And I understand that they wanted like it to be its own thing because it was girls, and I think that well, was... Well, you know what? Girls didn't exist in the 1980s, so I guess we, they couldn't have existed in the <laughs> no, future but I, of that I mean, I feel universe. like I feel like the reason that they didn't want it to be connected was because they wanted it to work on its own because they wanted the girls to have their chance to have It's it called Ghostbusters, and it was a movie 20 years ago everyone loves! I know. I'm not yelling at you, I'm just yelling at you. I, I know, I'm just saying, I'm like, I feel like that's the, that's the reason why they tried to do it not connected. Can they still connect it? There's there's a thing at the end of this movie in the very end credits, like at the end. Do they throw maybe different dimensions at you? There's, they could because it's Ghostbusters and the cartoon dealt with different dimensions and stuff, so you totally could. But there's something they mentioned at the end that makes you think like, okay, like if they did different dimensions, like this one thing could be a thing from both. You know what I mean? Like, cause you can't have they you can't come in this movie. And be like, oh, and the next, and they, if they made a sequel, you couldn't be like, oh, well, here's the other people, and they existed the whole time because, like, in the in the remake, the city of New York acts like they've never heard, experienced Ghostbusters before. But I mean, so imagine like, how so you can't have the pre-existing people happen because then what happened? Everybody got hit in the head with a fucking rock. Um, can I point? <laughs> okay, this, but can you? So you have to do. It has to be a different. It has to be a you, dimensional thing. Do you have to though? How many people remember their own history? How many of your people remember history See, at all? People fucking remember guys running around with nuclear weapons on their fucking backs. One of my this is a side that you're divergent, but one of my favorite moments in Doctor Who is like, um, no spoilers, but there's not much to spoiler. But basically, like, um, this the Doctor's talking with this one woman, and it plays up her, but you could extrapolate it for like everybody. But basically, there's like an alien invasion like a Christmas ago. He goes, "Don't you remember that?" And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I mean, like, it's just like I mean. It's she's one person and she was yeah. a bimbo, but they kind of play it. They play those things off like you can just people just live their own lives and don't pay attention to things. So I know there was a giant ghost, but even in the eighties, 
There was a few camera yeah, footage. Yeah, but these four characters, like, well, three of them I at know. least are extremely smart. Like, even I know. if some, even if something happened, I feel like these three of them. Wouldn't they've been like teenagers then? Especially, well, even Leslie Jones's character, she's a character who's like the kind of like every person, as yeah. in like almost like the Ernie Hudson like kind of thing. Winston. But, but she's even more of like the like her character is all about how much she knows about New York. Yes. Like she, she's always like talking about like this place was this, this was this yes. thing. So it's like if she, if anybody was remembered, she'd fucking remember. But, like, if you did a different dimension thing, you could totally do it because they yes. do it in the comics, too, right now with the real Ghostbusters from the cartoon and the current Ghostbusters in the comics. It's a it's a whole – it's a comic book – I think that's that, – that they're on, like, issue, like, 50-something of yeah, that. because who doesn't want to read that? those two things, yeah. the comics. And there's another – there's a third one, International Ghostbusters. It's a comic. So, like, you could do a different dimension and you could have another Ghostbusters movie with these girls in it with uh, something else and – have you can have a group of four guys and they meet them through a dimensional thing and we're like you're Ghostbusters in that universe so then they can maybe go to the universe where the original movies existed. I don't know. No, but that's fine. That would be totally acceptable. And I'm not even arguing that like I mean it, this movie sh- can take place in that universe. Now it's clearly its own thing. Now yeah. it's there. It exists. They did. Yeah, it can't. It exists. But like. Uh, it, it's worked on other things with Dimension stuff like that. Uh, specific, more specifically, TV shows uh, with Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. You had those three shows, and then Supergirl was on CBS, and they tried to d- do their own thing for whatever dumb reason. That's like, the network that wanted it. They wanted it, and like we're gonna do our own little thing. And barely into it, they realized it's working, but we probably should have done it the other way because then they did a Flash crossover episode where he appeared on an episode of Supergirl. Well, yeah, because why and not? This past week, well, no, well, not just this past week, but this season of Supergirl, it's on the CW. It's on, yes. It's yes. part of the four shows. And this week was a four-night crossover event. Yeah, that was happening. Yeah, and it was fucking awesome. Great. Like, they crossed, they fucking... This went all in. It was basically like I watched a giant movie this week. With all these fucking characters just running around like crazy. The Supergirl episode, not as much because it was kind of set up things that happened. But definitely Flash Arrow Legends was like, you were with all the characters the whole time. Wild. And they, the, how they get Supergirl there is what they could do with Ghostbusters. Well, I mean, it's just a multiverse. You just yeah. shift well, through. Like that, that, that's what happens in the episode of Supergirl where Flash shows up. Yeah. He shows up through a yeah. breach. You just go through. And that's how they bad. are able to go and t- get her to help them with this thing. Yeah. And this crossover event was they show up yeah. in her universe. Makes sense. All that stuff is totally acceptable. Like, that stuff's fine. That's why... But, if, but, but you... But... If if a movie was going to do it, other than the superhero movie, because superhero movies obviously multiverses, just do dimension it. jumpings can happen, whatever. Just go. But if another franchise or something could do it, it's definitely something like Ghostbusters. Well, because you could have dimensional rifts in some. It's believable. There um there might not be other franchises where that's not the thing you could do. You know what I mean? Name one. <laughs> I don't know. Pick one. Anchorman. Oh man, like that wouldn't be able to happen. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's silly enough, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it, it it has the elements there. Well, that was what the one you went to. You picked Anchorman. I was gonna say Caddyshack out of the abyss. Oh, Caddyshack could totally happen. Yeah, can we just? Can we, oh, we can just erase Caddyshack too. It's in its own universe. It's, it can't be in its own it's universe. Corded off. Yeah, Chevy Chase. 
multi-dimensional jump for that one. But that's why I was all on board. That's all I had to do to get me excited for the new Star Trek movie, that the whole universe, because it's, it's just, it, it, it bleeds off. It's a whole thing. I get my Spock, and they have their Spock, and I like, and I can like that Spock. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's true. It's why, I when people left that theater for the first Star Trek, the people were bitching. I can't believe they blew up Vulcan. That didn't happen. And like these people still don't understand, which I guess works against my argument. They didn't understand what it was doing. Like they're like yeah. that. Ne- that didn't happen in the original series. I guess, I guess, of course it didn't because it's happening now. I guess the the so idea, that's tricky. The idea of a sequel reboot was almost kind of that movie kind of kicked that into and gear. And it's a great. It's happened before. It's my favorite. I never really think about some other movies that did that, like the sequel reboot type of thing, but. As far as one working as well as it did, and kind of is JJ is the I mean, and it's funny because they talk. It's the whole thing about South Park this season with these member berries. Yeah, don't you remember? It's like member Star, member Star Wars, member Chewbacca, member. And it's like whole thing with JJ and the member berry. It's like it's like kind of like a thing. It's like remember this, we'll now deal with this. Well, it's because oh, that's true. Yeah, because JJ just makes the same movie over and over again. He just makes the same movies I've already unless made it's, before. Unless it's uh, an original movie. But, I mean, it depends. Because, like, what's the one with, like, um, with the tape? Super 8. Yeah. I mean, he just made his version of movies that have existed. All, like, he homaged, like, all those different kinds. Like, E.T. and all those yeah. 80s types. Stranger Things, basically. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... I mean, he, like, but everybody didn't come, their pan- come in their pants over Super 8. Well, people, a lot of people did. I love Super 8. That was a great movie. It was fine. I've seen it before. But kinda, everybody but... creamed their pants over Stranger Things. Which is... I mean, that's fine. You can. I think it's because... And, and Stranger like... Things was... Because people's expectations are what... I've noticed this all the time. And no matter anything somebody's expectation sets how much they can enjoy something. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, it's a cool Netflix show, I don't know what it's about, you watch Stranger Things, you're like, it's fucking awesome. My- but then, let's say you everybody's been saying it's fucking awesome forever, somebody goes into it and watches it, do you think they're going to think it's fucking awesome? No, they're, they're going to... They probably uh, think it's good. I know multiple people who think it was just all right. Which, like, because their expectations were shot through the fucking yeah. roof. And I think... Which isn't fair Thinking to to more people. about Stranger Things a little fair. bit is that as much as I did like it because it made me... F- Reminded me of a lot of things that I liked, like Monster Squad and Goonies and stuff like that. All this, yeah. I think I one thing I wish that they would have done with it is made it look more like something that was made then. And what do you mean, like as far as like the film quality? Like yeah, it, it just looks because it because it, it's, it's no, it a, looks new, it's, but like it's, it's it's clearly a period piece. Yeah, I know, but like the opening sequence doesn't look new. No, it doesn't. It's awesome. Yeah, but then like I I wish the rest of it would have looked looked. Like Man. grainier, I don't. Yeah, that's like I think at this point that'd be like telling somebody it's an artistic thing to make them watch black and white. They just revolted. And I don't, them. I don't mean like so fucking bad, but I mean just slightly, like just slightly not so new. But like I mean, it just looked like it just looked like something that just was made now. It's supposed to, you're supposed to feel like this, but it doesn't look. But like I mean, like it was feel. It was set everything. I would pay attention to all the like. There's so much detail. I mean, the music. No, but there's I mean, the, the music. Everything. The music was phenomenal, and all the details in the show was like. I mean, it was all old. The paneling on the walls, the couches, the yeah. furniture, people's clothing. Like I mean, they nailed it. Yeah, they didn't. Fuck I just around. really hope with the second season they just don't fucking. Oh, I've already written it off, so my ex- expectations are set. So when I watch it, I'm like, oh, it's good. I know. Well, yeah, I don't. Ha- I don't have high expectations. I'm just because. I really don't want them to pull like a like a True Blood or something. We're just like, hey, we had this well, thing. It just stays awesome the whole time. That's not what happened. You didn't watch True Blood. How do you know? But it's just like 
something where like we have this thing and it was like a cool idea and then we're just gonna turn it into like this soap opera you should use the show as an example that you've seen i've seen true blood you've seen all of true blood no neither have i I haven't watched last season. I know I know somebody who's very angry about the ending of True Blood. I know somebody who's very angry about lots of things in life. <laughs> Probably not the time for that right now. <laughs> it's true. Probably shouldn't do that. It's true. Yeah, I yeah, I, I guess remakes they they kind of it's more of the sequel reboot. I think it's a better route. Because it just put it in the same universe. You how can you want something to be its own thing i'm using ghostbusters again i hope it doesn't bring us into a complete circle how do you want something to be its own thing with its own characters and its own universe but rely on all the history that came before it for the reason you go see it but it's worked before though that formula has worked i know countless of movies you know how you make you know how you make me happy thank you how you make me happy is you have a movie set in the same universe with a title not connected to the first movie at all and then it's its own thing and then no one goes and sees it but that's my dream. <laughs> that's how I want the sequels to be. Like, what if there's a movie, like, I mean, st- the first, all the original Star Wars movies had Star Wars in the title, right? Like, p- well, promoted? The, the first movie, they they added a new hope later on. Right, so it was just the called Star Wars. The first one was Wars. just called Star but, Wars. But, which is fine. But, like, um, was the Empire Strikes Back called Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, or just Empire Strikes Back? I believe when it first came out, it was just called Empire Strikes Back. Because if that's true... Fuck yeah. Just because, like, that's how things should be. You should be smart enough to know through the advertising, through the marketing, oh, this is the sequel to this movie, without having it be Rogue One, a Star Wars story, or blah, 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 blah. You should just know, because you should be smart. People are dumb, though, and you gotta... Well, people... Are, I think it was... Which, that's a bold statement. I shouldn't be, say people are because dumb, they started but people doing, pay like, attention once to Once they got to Return of the Jedi, it was like, well, even in the opening scroll, it says, like, episode whatever. Yeah. So that's where the episode thing came right. in. So I feel like with Star Wars now, because there's been so many episodes... Star Wars that, episode so-and-so... Yeah. Uh, Jar Jar's Revenge. So I think that now, at this point, like, there's been so many episodes that people, if you don't... Like, Rogue One, if you just called it Rogue One... Not a lot of people, but there would be some people that wouldn't know that it's a Star Wars movie. There'd be a lot of people who wouldn't know. Because, like, it's just called Rogue One and it didn't have episode whatever. There's a lot of people that don't understand still that this is not a sequel to The Force Awakens. I know. There are all those people that exist. Not No, I know they exist. And there are a lot. No, there's a lot. And, like, that, the trailer does a good job of being like, hey, this is about the Death Star. Remember the Death Star? Right. Like, remember... Remember, right. yeah, yeah. it's like remember Death Star. The Death Star blew up, but this is like about how we got the plans. Remember to how Leia had up. the plans, and then it's about out. how we did that. Like yeah. they, 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 they don't come out and just blatantly say they do a good job. Good job on the trailers, and they, even the TV spots I see of just being like very lightly like Death Star. We're trying to get something about it, right? And they even show Darth Vader. Right, like I know he is dead, but this is him not. This is him. So this uh, is this is not a sequel. This correct. is a in between story correct. thing, prequel, whatever thing you want to call it. But I think calling them Star Star Wars story. I think whatever when they make the Han Solo one, I think it'll uh, it'll probably it'll be the same. Uh, Star, yeah, but Han they already Solo, said oh, with a lot Star of these Star Wars, Wars story. stories, they're not going to do sequels to them. Rogue One is definitely they said definitely one hundred percent not going to have a it's sequel. It's its own self contained story. Which Boom, is probably right, going to so. make it be incredible because it doesn't need to do anything else. Yeah. Just be a movie and be done. I guess I should I should backpedal just a second just because I'm being animated and being very severe by just saying everyone's dumb. That perhaps isn't true. <laughs> There's I li- a lot of people that like understand like 
like even like like my wife has she knew star what star wars was correct she had seen like bits and pieces it's hard to avoid she it. had seen like return of the jedi mainly sure uh, growing up. Sure. But, like, then once we were together, we watched all of them. Now she knows more about them, and now she knows... Was it all like, one day? I'm sure it was a fun day. No, we didn't watch all six <laughs> movies in one day. No, and then you went and saw the seventh one. This was though just we, the past... Though we did make the mistake of... I did make, make the mistake of, like, we watched the... Did you make her watch them in order? Yeah, one, two, three... Four. Did you really? Yeah, and then she ended up liking some of the other ones a little bit better... No, but that was that's that that's when you do the experiment because like yeah, there's an order that everybody says you're supposed to watch them in. It's like it's like New Hope, then Empire, the Return of the Jedi. No, it's like no, it's like why do you just skip those? No, it's like it's like New Hope. It's like one. It's like four, one, two. It's like four, one, two, five. Three and then six or something. Why? Like that. Is it, there's an there's an explanation as to why? And one thing has to do with like okay, Vader rising, and then you just learn like the him being the father. So basically, you work in your own flashbacks like a whole story. Yeah, kind of like kinda that. Neat. Yeah. That's a neat idea. Uh, I know I, a friend of ours, uh, Pat, who's been on this podcast before. He yeah, you've, uh, heard his, you've heard his voice before. He uh, he watched it like that like last year, even before Force Awakens came out. Watched oh, the neat. movies like that. And which way do you watch it so you can avoid pod racing? You just don't watch the first movie? Oh, good. I like that. I like that one. What's wrong with the pod racing? Man, come on. It's no winning. It's a fucking I know. of the force. Why waste my time with 45 minutes of pod racing? As a small kid, I was very upset. It made for a cool arcade game. Yeah, it was cool. You got to fucking drive a pod racer. Great. Yeah. You know, you you can close your eyes and pretend you're doing the same fucking thing. It costs zero dollars. Yeah. Oh, I'm a pod racer. With that's Zub- real. Lot, that's a lot of fun. With the bulba. Yeah, with this fucking bulba face, boner balls over here, flying around. Yeah, but then you get to have like uh, one Greg Proops. He did one of the voices for the Which commentators. Guy? Oh. Yeah. Uh, he always talks about it. Always makes every time. I, every time I if He's I in Star Wars. If I was in Star Wars, I'd every talk time about I, it. every time the movie's on, I'm always like, ha, ha, Greg Proops. <laughs> <laughs> like oh I forgot he's in this so but no I was gonna say something before that tangent got on my brain. I mean that, that's essentially like almost like a remake sequel type of thing what remake reboot reboot sequel which one the prequels just doing the head idea like well we gotta we haven't made a Star Wars movie in fucking it's been a long time let's right how can we make more money off of this which they should have been you wanted me to hear my story about the prequels why couldn't you you could have made them more never mind because like you could have made it more interesting. Like basically, it was almost like a checklist that things that needed to happen. But you could have invented like stories that you didn't even have to. You didn't really invent too many new stories, like too many different divergences. Like not really. No. Which like, like you, you could have like why can't I get more about him? Yeah, and then he's gone. Like that's a whole. That's a story. Like why? Yeah. I mean, Liam Neeson's still around. Maybe we can get. Maybe that'll be a Star Wars story. Qui Gon and. Just a Qui Gon story, like, All right. like I, I would, I would, if there's gonna, they're gonna make anything that took place that long ago. Qui Gon should be. I there. would enjoy a story about him. Maybe Darth Maul barely got any of him, and he was cool as fuck. Though I guess he's coming back or something in the Star Wars Rebels. I don't know how he died. Is and it a Rebels? Take, Rebels takes place between um, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. But I mean, these people are like half fucking robots, so who knows? Uh... But, like, uh, I know they have discussed a 
uh, Obi Wan movie, which would be great with Ewan McGregor, which but would be after Rise of the Sith, which like his story in between because that's a huge gap. That's like Rogue, Rogue One. You're getting a movie. That's like all the su successful Star Wars things that have happened are these movies that take place during these big gaps. It's like Rebels. Yeah. Uh, Clone Wars obviously was between Sith, well, during Sith and between the, the, what the TV show, or the, the movie, the TV show, yeah, like well, that was successful. It was very but it successful. Was like, it was always these times where we have these big gaps, and you let somebody, it's, somebody else, kind of somebody, somebody who had a, who like was able to be inspired. They wanted to tell a new story that hadn't yeah. been told before, not yeah. just checklist the checklist they had since nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, because it felt like so much was squeezed in the last half hour of Revenge of the Sith. Very much. Like you didn't. You had no. three. You had three <laughs> movies to do that, and you waited to the last half like, hour. Revenge of the Sith. I I do enjoy that movie I still. Do too. Like, but like, if we could have just not had the no at the end. Oh, it's the last little whiny Anakin. Like he's still inside the no, suit, guys. But the, he's still inside no. the suit. You know that character you hated for three movies, and then like, oh my god, all of his limbs are cut off, and he's yelling like a psychopath. I can believe him as Darth Vader. They, well, now he's a robot, so let him yell. And they had a moment like that in South Park this season. One, it was the episode after the election. Yeah. So when Mr. Garrison's running for president, I know you haven't been watching. I know what happens. But he's been running for president. I know what happens in real life. I know so what he. One yes, and so there's like a thing where they're like prepping him. What a him gift! What a gift for your show, though, right? Get, like, oh my god, getting him ready <laughs> to become like President Garrison, and he's in like that thing that like Darth Vader's in that like thing that he's in where they're like creating him, <laughs> and like he's getting ready to fully become President Garrison. Like they give him the Trump hair because he didn't really have that no. going. Kind of had it, but like not. Nah. And like more of a tanned, like a, isn't that amazing? The though? tan face was always a thing throughout the season, but he whenever, whenever he was like crying and stuff, it was, yeah. always like wiping off. But now it's like prominent. Isn't that amazing, Mr. Garrison, the character you've known for years, is now president of the United States in that universe? Yeah, and then you had people can like it was we were watching the most recent episode, and they're like, oh, the president of uh, I don't know, some I don't know, Amsterdam or something, you Just know, make, it, yeah. something because uh, there's a whole thing with Denmark this season. There's a whole big Fine. thing with troll internet trolls and Denmark. And it's like a whole thing. And so, like, everybody wants Denmark to be bombed because Denmark's going to release this release this internet program that will show everybody's internet history. Oh, no. So everyone's, like, freaking out. Oh, yeah. So, because they're trying to catch all the trolls. Because this one dark Danish woman killed herself because of Kyle's dad, who's, like, this troll skank hunt 49 i you know i have watched one episode so like she killed so herself I, I and it's like this whole thing i watched the one where he found out it was his dad i think or we found out it was him yeah like it was a whole thing you didn't yeah, know yeah, it was yeah, like a yeah. couple episodes and you didn't know it was him anyways so like it's a whole thing so like the, everyone was like well we gotta get the president to do something about this because we can't have this internet history so like they get mr slave mr garrison's former boyfriend Oh no! To call up the president and like get him to bomb, and he just calls him like a bitch. Like you, you're like yo, you're just a bitch. You're just a pussy bitch. But like you're so, just a little pussy. So you did, wouldn't, you is, wouldn't bomb them, you little pussy. Is did Gar is Garrison inaugurated yet? Yeah. Oh, so he's just president. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. They just went to it. All right. Yeah. And then like, but then like, anyway. How many episodes left in the season? One more. Oh, so they kind of had to. Yeah. They couldn't. And then okay. 
Um, but anyways, regardless of all that, like, I'm just, like, sorry telling yeah. you how, like, things no, are going. No, I'm listening. So I'm anyways, just... like, one guy, one of one, some, so somebody, they're in, like, this control room and stuff in the White House, and he, get, like, there's, like, oh, this person's on the phone, and this person's on the phone, uh, and uh, somebody named Kyle. And, like, instead of taking, like, these important phone calls, he's, he's like, it's like, Kyle. Like, he's, like, he goes, oh, what does Kyle want? just... <laughs> 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 He doesn't care about important things. He just cares talking about a little kid. What does Kyle want? He's like, all right, Kyle, what do you want? He's like on the phone, like the red phone with Kyle Bobowski. It was just the line of, oh, geez, what does Kyle want? <laughs> like when these important people are calling. Yeah, but It was no. just like, man, if there was anything good that came out, like if there's anything good that came out of the... Trump presidency, it's it's we haven't had it's, it yet. It's, well, you know, the election I mean, like, maybe the election and sure. eventual presidency is is comedy. It's it's the only industry that well, will as, truly as, strive from this. As the world burns, you gotta laugh. Yeah. Man. So, but especially South laugh. Park, they are you know running full force with it. Oh yeah. Because otherwise, because I I mean you the the whole thing was a giant douche or a turd sandwich, and giant douche won, and uh, so I don't know how the show. Would have been had he not won. I mean, I guess you would have had this downward spiral of Mr. Garrison, which was already kind of happening in the episodes. Yeah. He's like freaking out. It was like the, leading up to the election, it was like freak out. It was like Mr. Garrison freaking out. Yeah, he's not ready for it. He's just offending everybody, trying to fucking lose the election as and hard then, as he could. And then you couldn't write a better plot twist. <laughs> then he wins! And it's real life. <laughs> he was trying so hard to lose. He was just admitting to everybody that he didn't know what he was doing. His, and vice, his vice president's Caitlyn Jenner. Right. <laughs> She's barely a human on the show. Yeah, they don't treat her well at all. <laughs> but that's fine. She just keeps running people over. Because, of course, they wouldn't let that go. <laughs> they just keep driving that home. <laughs> oh, that was a pun, driving that home. Uh, well, we were talking about George Lucas before. Sure, we were. Which brings me to... Uh, since we've kind of changed things up a little bit here on the podcast, uh, no one's instead noticed. of just like we watch one thing and we just talk about it for Did an you just hour. do an insulting tone about every other podcast we've ever done, <laughs> ever? And if anyone's been listening to it and someone I... enjoyed that format, <laughs> no, we were doing that dumb thing. I was, I'm just fucking around. We I want... changed that doing stupid doing format. That on purpose. But like, uh, Wait, you never said it wasn't on purpose. What? I never said it wasn't on purpose. I know you know what you're doing. But uh, I, I do know what I'm doing. Well, well that, was, that was oddly <laughs> confident. Oh, yikes. Overcompensating. The, uh, oh, my God. So, like, as far as what something I watched this week, instead yes. of just watching a movie, I watched a couple movies this week, and I guess you could almost say they're, like, B-documentaries, almost. They you are very... Uh, the documentaries I tend to gravitate towards are very niche interesting i put those the, are always almost this, always the best ones i want to this format is just exciting because now it's like i'm a listener and i'm listening to you tell me a story <laughs> uh, about something i may have not seen so like so please continue yes so i watched two documentaries they are available on netflix so if you have netflix you can watch mm, them what is that and if you have netflix now you can download movies how do you get netflix they, you know like netflix.com or something or like uh, an app edu oh. netflix.edu Oh, it's for education. Yeah, education. Those are the documentaries are. Yeah, Netflix.edu. Yeah, all right. And uh, yeah, but now you can. They announced this week, and it's launched. Like I got a message when I logged into Netflix, so you can download movies. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so you can watch them. Like I, I I think it's you don't download them to like your computer. 
Who do I download them to? You download them to like your account. It's almost like similar like Spotify does the same thing. Like you can download stuff for offline use. Oh, so if okay. you don't have internet access, you could still listen to that music. This is amazing. So Netflix is doing the same thing where you can watch movies when you don't have internet access. I wonder access. how many seasons of the West Wing I can put on my account. <laughs> there you go. You can watch. How many seasons are there? Like 10? Seven. Seven. So I get two more to go. Two and a half more to oh, go. Oh shit. There you go. Just yeah. throw both of them on there. Boom. Anyways, both these uh, documentaries are on Netflix, but one of them relates to Mr. George Lucas that we were talking about, talking about before, and I watched the documentary Raiders, or Raiders, and there's an exclamation point oh at the end of the word Raiders. Are they from Oakland? No, they're not oh, from Oakland. All right. Or, or LA. Oh, shit. Uh, Raiders, the story of the greatest femme film ever made. And it's a uh, documentary. There is a, I've heard about this movie for a long time. And uh, there's this movie that went a, in the mid, like late 90s. It kind of the tape kind of went around. It's almost like a troll two type of thing. You know, these people sharing this tape yeah. forever and whatever. And um, but it was these kids. They made this Raiders of the Lost Ark adaptation. They okay. made it in the 80s. Sure. They it took them like seven years to make this. Oh my god, they grew up. They were these. It was their childhood. Yeah. Every summer was spent making this remake. That's awesome. This is like the first, this is like the original, well, I mean, there were remakes in the 80s. The Fly is a remake. Uh, but there was like, this There's was, been a few remakes yes. in the course of history. Yes. But this was like, you know, there's like these kids remaking Raiders of the Lost Ark, but not like their own idea, shot for shot. Of remaking the same movie. Yes. That... It's a shot for shot remake. Of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Did these kids go? I'm jumping ahead, but I'm like, that's how you learn how about how to make cinema. Jesus. Yeah, it was a seven year period by three Mississippi teenagers, uh, Chris Stronopoulos, Eric Zala, and Jason Lamb. So I've heard about this. This, I mean, it's gotten, it's inter, especially with the internet becoming a thing and stuff like that. It is a thing. It's a, uh, you know, there's something like this gets more traction, and I always heard about it over the years. I watched a Vice thing on it one time. And now this was like a full documentary about them, like what, like them, like now. Yeah, as adults. But there was a, they were never able to film this scene. The one scene in the movie, it's like the big uh, airplane scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Big Nazi plane, explosions going around. Yeah. When uh, Indy battles a big bald dude. Yeah. And so they, they never able to do that. It was the only scene in the whole entire. They couldn't do that it. They couldn't film. Over the seven years. So, so I, like, now they're yeah. going, but they go back, and they get, like, they had, like, a Kickstarter, and they had people fund it, and one guy, like, loses his job. What the fuck, man? Well, because they had to, they're trying to film this scene, but it keeps raining, it keeps raining, and he doesn't have any more time off, and he keeps asking, like, can I just have these, like, couple more, I just need to be here for, like, his, like, the phone call with his boss, and he's just, like... Nope. Like, I, he's, like, if you don't come back to work, like, this day, like, you're... I'm going to take that as, like, your resignation. He gets off the phone, and he's like, I got the extra days. Lied to everybody. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but it's just like, there was, like, this childhood dream to remake. Like, they just fell in love with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, and, Like, clearly. all their friends were in it. And they, well, they, they even a got, lot of people. Yeah. They even, well, like, the one kid's brother plays, like, multiple characters. That's fair. But, like, they even got the one girl to come back, who plays Marion. They got, they got her? Yeah, they got who the one girl who played her when they were in high school and stuff. 
nice. to come back for the scene. All right, guys. And, like, the two guys, like, there's, like, a whole turmoil. There's even a point where, like, those two guys didn't even talk to each other for a long time because, like, the one guy, like, slightly tried to steal the other guy's girlfriend. Come on, guys. And they were, like, high, but they were, like, high school. And it was just, like... They were getting mad at each other, though, because the making of this thing was, like, frustrating. Yes, and it was I, just, like, they were getting angry. It. I know what that's like. And, uh, but one, yeah, I don't know. It's a really good documentary, though. I highly recommend it. But it's kind of like a B type of thing, because it's, like, a lot of it's footage of this sh remake. This shot for shot. And one one reason the, the, the remake by itself gained traction was that Eli Roth got a hold of the tape. At oh, some point no. In 2002. Oh, no. Don't give it to him. Somebody gave it to him. Don't give it to Eli. And then he gave a copy to Harry Knowles from oh, Anacool News. Don't do that. And they showed it at, uh, at one of Harry Knowles' film festivals. Oh, my God. They just showed like 30 minutes of it. That's enough. And they, were, they showed 30 minutes of it. And the next movie. They of were, the actual movie? Yeah, of the actual the, the one they remake. made. Okay. And the. Because they. There was the. Um, the Two Towers was supposed to be the last movie of the film festival. This is like a couple weeks before The Two Towers came out. Okay. So, but the print was late getting to the theater. So they played this instead for like 30 minutes. They shut that off and everybody was booing. <laughs> and they literally, did, they voted, the crowd like voted. And so like, keep to going. watch the rest of that because they're like, The Two Towers comes out in a couple weeks. We'll be fine. But not see it early. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And and the, their their film, obviously this is kind of more like a joke type of thing, but I'm pretty sure their film has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, like everyone just... Yeah. Just, no, one, no one is breaking the joke? Yeah. Or did Rotten Tomatoes just make it 100? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know if that, you know, who did what. But like uh, the film has reached Steven Spielberg... And they get to go. They got to go visit him and stuff like that. It's Man, what a pay, what a payoff! Jeez. Uh, now, like you know what I mean, right? But the, in the documentary, they finally finished it. Finished it, you know. And the documentary came out this year. Uh, I can't remember when the movie takes place exactly. Uh, like around like 2013, 2014, or something like that. Yeah. So, but it's a uh, it's a uh, it's wild, you know, like. We we've made like we know, have we've made videos and movies. We've made videos. Like I've made videos by myself alone. Yes, yeah, with here, so pulling friends in. I've made videos yeah. with other people as well. Yeah. So it's like you, when you're doing something like that, you never. I mean, this is obviously something different because they're remaking this. Well, they they had a storyboard. It's, it's, to it's go crazy off of. impressive. Like oh yeah, how, I like, believe that they made this shot for yeah. shot like thing with some of the effects they did. Like mm -hmm. they had a friend who was big into like special effects stuff. Yes. And like the one they did the one scene where the guy gets lit on fire, and they did that. And Yikes! Like, yeah, that's good. How old did that happen? Like sixteen. Oh, that's lighting people on fire. Well, that's better than like I thought, like ten or twelve. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 honestly impressive to see some of the stuff, like especially when they show the side by side, like thing scenes. Pretty impressive. That's nuts. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it's a good. But they got to make meet Stephen. Yeah, they did. So like, and I'm, I'm sure George Lucas as well. I'm sure he was there, given his words of encouragement. When they were sixteen. No, <laughs> not then, not then. But uh, yeah, so it's a, uh, I, I, I highly recommend checking out uh, that documentary. The other documentary I watched, which is very B movie ish because it's very niche and weird, is Man vs. Snake: The Long and Twisted Tale of Nibbler. I mean, fine. <laughs> 
just whatever. Tell me what's going on with this. So uh, I know you've seen it. Yeah, King of King of Kong. Yeah, I have King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Yes, yeah, Sony made me watch that. About don't know who the, that was. Couldn't name him. About the Donkey I'm not, Kong. I'm not talking to him right now. Billy Mitchell, Steve Weeby. Oh, yeah, going for the Donkey Kong uh, record. Those are this hours is, of my life. I. I'm okay with not this having ever again. This is very much in the same vein, yeah, as uh, as that. It's uh, even some of the same people that were in that documentary or in this documentary. Just these guys in their the own guy video Walter games. Day, who's like the main guy of the Twin Galaxies that keeps uh-huh. all the records, he's in this because Twin Gal- Billy Mitchell's in this because he knows the guy that's going for the record. But the move this was it's about this game Nibbler. Uh, it's like a it's like the original Worm game. Eating things, worm gets longer, yeah. don't hit yourself. Right. But it's a game, it's one of a few, it's a rare game that for arcades back then that was never ending. It would just keep going? Yeah, it just kept going. It was a marathon game. Like, almost what we have now is like, how far can you get? Yeah. And then the only way to reach, like, it was this whole thing to achieve uh, a billion points. It was the first arcade game which a player could achieve a billion points. But to get a billion points, you had to play for about 40 hours. Oh, no. So... How does that work? Well, like, if you if, if you rack up enough guys, you can take breaks to where the game, you can like, keep losing multiple times. Oh, so, like, so you lose lives, but you don't lose the game? Yeah. So you can just sit... So, like, if you have, like, 99 or 160 lives, take a break for a little bit, let, like, a few of them go down, chill out. Oh my god. But yeah, so in in the eighties there was this guy and his in nineteen eighty four he was the first person to, to achieve this feat. His name was Tim McVeigh. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes, um, when did his when when did they record this documentary? This is a recent documentary. When he lost, did he do did he do something bad? When he lost the video game? Did he do something real bad? Because that's real fucking they talk, bad. They talk about it in the documentary. It's real bad. About how unfortunate. It's just a video him. game, dude. Because growing up, he was just like, he's from just, uh, he's from Iowa, which is where the Twin Galaxies headquarters thing was. Yeah, he's just like, I'm just Tim McVeigh. Tim McVeigh from Iowa in the 80s. He was like, he was like they had Tim McVeigh Day. Uh, they gave him the bad, key to the city because they were never, the don't nibbler give, billion point thing. Don't give Tim McVeigh keys to anything. But then, like, so obviously somebody else named Timothy McVeigh did some terrible things. Yeah, what a piece of shit. <laughs> it obviously wasn't good for this guy. No, because, like, could he, can he fly on a plane ever again? But, yeah, mm. but it's 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 all about this guy, Tim McVeigh, and he had this billion, billion point record in 1984. And it's a good year. At one point... That still connects to my birth month, by the way. This is true. It does. And at one point in time, there was this guy, Enrico Zanetti, who was Italian, who had claimed to beat the score. Oh, no. But, like, because... Because... But he was inspired by Tim McVeigh to beat... To get the score. But, like, he he got, like... Everybody was pumped about it, but they never... Like, Walter Day and the Twin Galaxy people didn't, like, acknowledge it as a record because of some... I don't know. They're weird. You've seen them in the fucking... Yeah, they're not they, They're like, not normal. No. So it was, like, a whole thing where they couldn't... They Because no one from Tw- Twin Galaxies could witness the event. Uh-huh. They... So that his score was invalid. 
Oh, Later on, in the, towards the end of the documentary, where they do all like the sum up type of things, where that, guy are now, that guy didn't blow anything they, up either. They did he? do give him like a thing, like acknowledging his score. They put his score in the record books, blah 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 blah. blah. But anyways, the the guy Tim McVeigh always like in, in his head acknowledged that that guy did do it. He beat my score. What a nice guy. So like it was all about him. He wanting him wanting to beat the score again. Like get the million. Get, get the million. Get the billion, billion again, but beat the whatever score, Enrico score. And then there was also this other guy who was like this, uh, one of these other people, similar to like a Billy Mitchell, Tim McVeigh. Uh, his name is Dwayne Richard. He's a really interesting character, especially when you watch the documentary. You're like, well, this is... In which way? I mean, he's very eccentric. Oh, no. He, uh, he's got like dread type of things going. Okay. He very much, uh, he almost reminded me of the singer from, um, I'm... Ministry. All right. In a way. Okay. Uh, but he's always wearing like metal shirts or punk rock shirts. Cool. And stuff like that. But he's really eccentric. Sounds like a character. Very full of himself guy. Like, no. Think, oh, oh, you can see the line of Billy Mitchell in him almost a little bit like thinks he's like the shit uh, but the, but this guy also wants to get the billion record thing. So it's about him trying to get it. But Tim McVeigh and Tim McVeigh is just kind of like he just lives like a normal life. He's just kind of like he's a bigger dude and he just lives. He has a wife and he just works a regular job. He's just a dude. Yeah. But then he wants to get this nibbler theme. score and it's about him trying. And he tries so many times to get this billion point thing. And uh i don't know it's weird it's if you've seen king of kong it's very much in the same vein you get to see meet a lot of interesting weird I'm people sure. you get some further going ons with billy mitchell and uh walter day who are two interesting individuals from, from king of kong and it's uh it's yeah it's i don't know it's and but there's some also some cool where they didn't have footage from older things they animated it well, that's neat. Like some, yeah, uh, just as they're telling like stories yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there's some really the animation's really cool. It's a really unique. That's cool. Uh, animated stuff in there. So I just check Sounds out. Sounds fun. Check out Man vs. Snake and check so out you, uh, Raiders. You promise nobody loses a video game and blows anything up in this. Correct. Segment. Okay. Uh, it wasn't nobody was trying during that time. Good. It's a different Tim McVeigh. Good. This man looks nothing like that. Because that one Tim McVeigh, he's dead. Yeah. They took him out. Yeah. They took him out back and just shot him. Yeah, he's it's not what they did, but No, but he's, he's gone. Dead. Yeah. Death penalty. So goodbye. Yeah. This is a different Tim McVeigh. How unfortunate. Very You, you very told much. you told Especially a, when you see him, you're like, Oh, this guy You told like, a, oh, you told a great guy. story, but like He's now, like riding his bike around town, his BMX bike still. You told a good story and like now all I'm thinking about is this man's life that was ruined because some guy was a piece of shit. Yeah, they talk about it briefly. I think most people that know this guy don't even think about that anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, no, because then he's like, because Tim McVeigh's like super dead. Well, right when I started watching it, because I didn't know the guy's name. Yeah, were you just like, oh my god, like I was? Yeah, no, like no. right when I see his name, I'm like, oh um, shit, this it's... guy's fucking name is Tim McVeigh. How <laughs> unfortunate. Just, and when he talks about it, you could just you just feel so bad for the guy. <laughs> There's no way you can say Tim differently to like change it. Like, well, like his name is he goes by Tim McVeigh or Timmy McVeigh. Timmy helps. Like, but that was when he Timmy was younger. Helps. More, he was oh. going by Timmy. What was his middle name? Because Billy Mitchell, and throughout the documentary, calls him Timmy. Couldn't, yeah, even on the phone when he talks to him, he's like, "Hey, Timmy." It's like they grew up not together, but like where they were in that arcade scene, yeah, with the Twin Galaxy stuff. So they knew each other. 
and they still know each other. You know what's sick? I bet the other Tim McVeigh was called Timmy when he was a kid, too. Yeah, little Timmy. Oh, jeez, little Timmy just... Little, little Timmy dropping those bombs. <laughs> didn't drop any bombs. He was a sick fuck driving his white supremacist van. God, now I'm just pissed off about that. What are you doing over there, Timmy? Blowing stuff up? No, it's not a joke. It's sick. I'm pissed. He's probably like, burning ants with a magnifying glass. He probably, that he was doing. Oh, so I gotta, gotta need a gun to kill these ants. Timmy, are you gonna try out for the new musical? What are we doing this year? I don't know. Uh, oh, Oklahoma. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how long I'm gonna go. <laughs> I can't laugh because I appreciate that too much. Those are the special effects. Are there any explosions? <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> anyway, did you did you happen to watch anything uh, uh, this this yeah, so this week? Potential new format we're trying out is just what we've been watching, correct? That's kind of what the deal is. Yeah, like I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be a B movie. I mean, it, it would help if it was something along those lines. My things kind of ish were they're documentaries, but they have that weirdness. To what them. if a movie connects to a conversation? Was that they just throw like word, sounds in that word that like conversation Mar conversation yeah conversation that's no one talks that way but any conversation whatever, whatever. no but the point is conversation it, it does connect conversation we had last week because yeah. you handed me the copy of Star Trek Beyond on the podcast it has a B in it. it has a B in the title that's our demographic now that's our standard Star it's got a B Star Trek Beyond like I told you before we'll just watch a B movie for I know it was a funny joke you sent me so I'm glad for, you got to tell the 52 world fifty two weeks fifty two weeks yet. Yeah. Tune in as we talk about the B-movie. It plays in the office, so I've seen it many times. <laughs> I remember you talking about that not long ago, actually. Yeah, I, I said seen it many times. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. It's the movie. It's like three different movies put together. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's weird. It's bad. It failed pretty hard, too, I remember. Yeah, because it's this goofy. Yeah. There were no other B-movies out at the time. Like, I remember, like, no, you're right. There were no other movies with bees in them. You're right. <laughs> but remember, there was like when Bugs Life came out, there was also Ants. That's a phenomenon we could talk about when two of the same kind that, of That could be out. an episode of the show. It could be an episode of the that podcast. That should be. That could be a good one. Yeah. I, mean, I was going to list a bunch, but that's a different episode. Yeah, well, I just want to talk about just a few thoughts on Star Trek Beyond that I had watched. Since you had given it to me, of course, on the podcast. And I was watching it. And as far as a review goes... I appreciated it greatly. It was a good movie. I would have to just like not I couldn't I couldn't call it great. I wasn't being super judgmental, but I'd say very good. See, as a Only, non as a non Star Trek fan, I, I know I loved it. I know. You know what I have I'll call those people? Losers. <laughs> Losers. The point is it gave me a lot of like meat. I guess I was gonna build up to like what I consider meat to be in a movie, but I'm just gonna come out and say it and probably mm, backtrack. Meat. meat. Need more meat. Me more meat. I, feel, I don't say that when I'm watching them. Give me that meat, baby. You know, how did you know? Baby, what, give me that meat, that's, baby. That's what I was give complaining. Give me, baby, give me that meat. You're just losing your mind. You just became a South Park character. You just totally began. Hey, Nick, tell me about the movie you watched. I want to make sounds as you try and talk about it. Before you, before you put thoughts in your head, I'm just going to make absurd sounds. I'm being an inhuman monster as you try and talk with your friend. So let me try again to talk about the movie because there are quick thoughts that are now probably going to be less than the amount of time you spent making that sound effect. Little Timmy McVeigh making sound effects over there. Jeez. Just blowing up the podcast. Jeez. That's just disgusting behaviors. Um, but by the end of the movie, 
you figure out who the main bad guy, Mr. Elba, what he's up to. And you find out that he is a former Starfleet captain mm-hmm. who's been... Spoilers! Who's been abandoned. Spoilers. I'm for talk- Star Trek Beyond. You know, that, you know how I kept saying about Star Trek Beyond? If you didn't know us and talk about the movie, <laughs> you probably should have stopped listening. So, I mean, I, w- I didn't watch it until last week, so I understand if you <laughs> haven't. But the point is, um, he was abandoned. Um, he was lost, though. Abandoned through space, through nebulas, whatever. He landed on a strange planet. Um, good, now it's all coming back to me so I can rant a little bit more. Strange world where there's leftover alien technology and mining equipment, and there's ways that they can use technology to keep them living by draining the life force of other people. Why don't they talk more about that? He just found that, and that was a thing, and just, oh, he just had this, uh, he just found this ability to just get people's youth, because it was just on the planet where he was stranded. All right. Clearly that can happen in Star Trek. There's nothing, I'm not disputing that. It's just like, oh, we'll just throw that in there. It's almost like it was just an effort to disguise Mr. Elba. You know what I mean? Like, he's, because he looks like an alien the whole movie. Yeah. But he's not. He's a human being mm-hmm. with these ridiculous youth-draining powers. Mm-hmm. But he was a soldier who had just got done fighting a war um, with the Romulans. Oh, man. What are they called? Oh, shit. That sucks. Zenies, Zintus. This is a word. It's like a lot of X's, I's, N's, and T's and A's. That's not what it is. But he calls him out. So basically, he was a captain living in peacetime. Um, because Starfleet came along, and then you know their Starfleet was a peacekeeping operation. They're not a war, even mm. though they get involved in several wars. But the purpose is keeping peace. And then he gets lost, and then no one came and found him. So he is, a, he is a former soldier trying to exist in peacetime who he believes has been abandoned by his government. So he turns against them and wants to destroy them completely. Now, what I was, this made me think about a few things just throughout history, two historical things. I had thought about, at first, stories I have read and listened to about Winston Churchill, how he was an amazing prime minister um, during war times. But when there wasn't a war going on, he was just like a useless drunk. He felt lost with nowhere to go. And his attitudes and feelings did not apply toward like normal life. You know, they always called him a drunk and he was just aggressive. Um, He just couldn't find his way when there wasn't, you know, mass chaos going on. But when there was mass chaos, he was centered and he was on point. It made me think of that. But where that story deviates, of course, is like when the war ended, Winston Churchill didn't try to destroy the United Kingdom. So that... It's not a thing. But then I also thought about, like, basically this guy um, was looking for a war to fight when the war was over. So he had to make an enemy in his head. And he chose Starfleet. He chose the Federation to become his new enemy because they ended the wars and gave him no purpose. So his character story was very great. But while watching the movie, you don't get that. I mean, you get it, but it's like, this is what it was, Mm -hmm. Don. You could have... The whole movie, he just spends... Um, you spend watching him being this raving lunatic who just wants to destroy everything and like he's got a plan going, but you don't know what his plan is. He finds this bioweapon that start that the Federation that uh, Kirk had in the Enterprise for some reason, which it was locked up in what reminds me of, you know, the Asgardian relic chamber in like Thor on the Enterprise, which is like that's fine. Because you gotta keep these things somewhere, I guess, so that's okay. The Enterprise gets fucked up hard in that movie. Oh yeah. Cause like his uh and how does he get these ships? They're just left behind. They don't really explain where he got those te- that technology from. It was just kind of like there, wasn't it? And like 
They didn't exactly say if those people were like members of his crew, right? I don't think they were members of. No, his they're crew. just other aliens that got stranded. I think they were other people who were stranded. The nebula like throws off your telemetry and you just crash in this planet. I yeah, guess. Yeah, and then he just like <clears throat> rallied these people to also be. They were also pissed off and. Yeah, who knows who they hated or what they were doing? Um, so yeah, he just the Enterprise gets fucked up. Um, but I mean, the point of what I'm just bringing, you know, to discuss right now, was. Um, to kind of compare it to like modern times, I'm thinking like a post post Cold War world, where like, all right, America versus Russia, where Russia kind of bows out. There, it's other, you know, there's only one superpower left, so the war is over. There is peace, essentially. the The greatest threat has been knocked down, and so as a superpower, you know, you kind of struggle to look for and uh, your purpose in life, and then like, so like all the conflicts that have followed after that, I mean. We have a, their conflict now is basically you know terrorism because bad things have happened. Not the kind of Timothy McVeigh terrorism, the foreign terrorism that we were dealt with. Um, so like it just got me thinking about you know looking for enemies where maybe you don't need to find them, or the enemies coming to find you. And it's just it made me because like that's kind of how I watch movies. I let them take me in little journeys mm -hmm. to think about different things that you may not think of um, typically. So it makes you think about you know in a way like war on terror and stuff. As you know, just kind of. Um, Looking, making sure you have an enemy. You know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. like, if we get even deeper into it, you know, we had an excuse to go into Afghanistan, Iraq, where we're sketchy, because we were looking for enemies to fight, because we won, we're at peace. We have this massive force, which you can compare to, like, Ildris Elba wanting to be a soldier, wanting to be a warrior, and he just has nothing. He just feels lost. And yeah. like, what do you do with this power if there's nothing to fight? So you kind of go looking for things, and so maybe you get carried away. And that's what it made me think about, my little divergent snake trail through Star Trek Beyond yeah. that I watched this past week because you nice. gave me the DVD and the podcast. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was. I liked it. I did cool. like it. I didn't hate it. It's cool. I, I like the uh, Spock and uh, Bones. Yeah, because the best thing about these movies is that the casts are great. Yeah, Spock and Bones, uh, them, the, the, they're them hang, having their little yes. adventure. And that's what it's I mean. Hilarious. Those character great. moments are great. So maybe I'm just an asshole because, like, I wanted more. I felt like, how long is that movie? If I would have brought it back to you tonight, I could look at the time, run time. It, but it didn't two seem hours, very, two and it? a half, maybe. Two hours, two minutes. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's two extra two minutes. Huh? Yeah, two credits, hours, two minutes. I guess. Because it just seemed like... It basically felt like watching a a big, which is not a negative thing, but like a blockbuster TV episode. Yeah. But like in this new universe, there are movies. I don't get enough of these characters to want to tolerate just like a whole, like if there was, if I got to watch like 22 of these caliber type of episodes, like you could grow the characters so much. Mm -hmm. We've only seen them in three movies. Yeah. We know them. Basically because we know who they're supposed to be. Yeah. And we have an idea. We get enough of their characters to get them. But like you don't... We haven't... How long is... When did the universe get slash rebooted? Like what year did the first Star Trek movie come out with J.J.? Oh, that was 2009. So we've had these movies for seven years existing and we barely know these characters. Like we really don't know them. Yeah. And like the first one did a really good job. The first like, one was awesome. And it then, did a good job of getting letting you get to know these characters. Right, but where have we come since? Yeah, like the, that was the pilot, the introduction. Here's all these cast of characters. Let's do stuff, and then yeah. But I, I really like the character Jala. Yeah, she rules. She was great. I didn't realize that it was the chick from Kingsman Secret Service. Cool. She was the chick with the knife legs. 
I uh, didn't even realize that was her. I mean, obviously she has makeup on and stuff like that. Yeah, she her... still has more of a face than Nidra Selva. Like, you know what I mean? Like she doesn't have any of this like Star Trek like side frills or like yeah. ridges. But I like that his character was like that because it was very, very much Star Trek. No, that's a that's a Star his Trek alien. His like, character was like an alien Star Trek ish alien. I mean, that, that's so, your Star Trek alien yeah. looks basically human, but not yeah. because that's just how they are. Yeah. So I was, uh, but yeah, she was great. And, uh, I, and I love the scene with, uh, the Beastie Boys sabotage when they played that, where they could mm-hmm. turn that on, on the, uh, boom box. Classical music. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, when I, we were talking about it last week, I was telling you how it works. You did. In, in a I certain, thought about that. There's a certain way how it works. And Even though even, you wouldn't think, like, oh, what, do they just play it over the movie and it doesn't have anything to do with the movie? No, it's a plot point. It's a plot point, and it works, and it's a kind of funny... Th- it's a funny thing, but then it turns into, like, this badass, very much Justin Lin moment. Yeah. It is... Well, because, like... like when, it, when it is Justin Lin in that movie, when, like, you can no, tell you can it's tell. Justin Lin, you can tell it's fucking Justin Lin. It yes. Yeah. Which makes you wonder, in his movies, he does so much with the characters between... Like, he does an ensemble cast with a bunch of characters. Yeah. Again, I think maybe I'm being greedy, but I feel like he fleshed out his Fast and the Furious characters a little bit more than in Star Trek. But maybe he didn't need to. I mean, you know, you get an idea yeah. of who everybody is. But I don't know if he's he's worked with that longer, you know what I mean? Oh, I know. He knows like, the you gotta, characters. You gotta look to where, see, see where he started with that. He started with fucking Tokyo Drift. Right, it's they're his guys. And it's so, his like, characters. he built, rebuilt that franchise. Well, he not rebuilt it because he... Tokyo Drift was what it was, but he was just probably thrown in that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, here, we need somebody to make a third one. We have it written. All right. Yeah. Here's what it's going to be. Direct it. Yeah. And then there took a few years to make a fourth one, and he was still around, and like, hey, I have this idea. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. He got to keep going with it. So uh, if he der- if he decides to do the next uh, another Star Trek movie, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But it, or if Simon Pegg is going to write another one. I don't but, know. I mean, he did a great job. Yeah, like, I mean, Simon he did... Simon Pegg wrote this one, so... He did good. It was great. And I JJ's just wanted still more. on board. He's still a producer. He can do... He Star Trek gave him what he wanted. He got Star Wars. <laughs> Go away. Just play around. Well, he's not even doing Star Wars anymore. Well, he's producing them. Right. He's just like he's producing Star Trek. Yeah, he attaches a name to a project and then just gets fun with money, which is fine. He's too busy helping create these weird Cloverfield movies. Yeah. These weird shared universe. There's your sequels that don't have, that aren't. Yes, that's there, true. You, there's there's your sequels that's true. that have different names. That's true. 10 Cloverfield Lane obviously still has Cloverfield in it, but it's not Cloverfield 2. Right. And It, it just is, seems so obvious. And it is definitely not Cloverfield 2. Like, if you thought you were going to see Cloverfield 2, you're not seeing Cloverfield 2. See, and that's perfect. And then the next one is a space movie called God Particle. So fine. And it's But it's in the same universe Perfect. The other two movies. Thank you. Have you still have you seen Ten Cloverfield Lane? No, I haven't. I guess. Man, it is so good. It is. It's awesome. John Goodman is fucking awesome in it. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, I wanted to see it. I wanted it's to a, see it. I it's just a crazy. Don't... It's a crazy movie. It's crazy. I see things that I want to see, and then like, oh, I'll see it. I'll miss it in theaters. Then I'll be like, oh, I'll watch it when it comes on DVD, and then like, I just forget that it's out, and yeah. I just got to get to it. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely one to check out. But yeah, there was one more thing. What else was I going to say about... Oh, Jalal, I would like to see her. I was telling you, it would be nice. Because, like, can we have a Star Trek TV show? I was thinking of, like, Star Trek TV shows we haven't gotten yet. And, like, Jalal, she's clearly an actress who does bigger things, so it probably wouldn't work out for her. But, like... I mean, she's... I mean, I can look up her thing, but all I know her from is Kingsman. All right. So... But, I mean, like, imagine her, like, she's totally... she She is literally 
you know how you get a TV show, you always have like the one character, the new person that has to deal with this whole society, like this deal with the whole premise of the show, but all the other characters have been around it, like a, you know, like a, a CIS, CSI, or any type of show where like you're new to the group, so you follow this character and you learn through the show through them. Well, have her go to the academy and let me just watch Star Trek School Time. But like, you can have adventures and stuff, and like, you can always have. Not that it's Star Trek High School, but the point is like you can have a different form of Star Trek than the spaceship mm -hmm. flying around. And eventually, she could, like after the first year, you get promotions in Star Trek. Then nobody's fucking business. She get some, you know, leveled up and then be put in a starship. Yeah. Then you follow her in the crew, or she gets put on the Enterprise. I feel like she'll end up. You'll just end up seeing her. On the Enterprise is fine. Yeah. As long as she, you just, you, as long as you don't see her as like Ensign Jalal in the corner, but and she was in, she waves. She, she was in Kingsman, and, and that movie away. was huge, and she's pretty amazing in that. She's in Star Trek and now. She's in this new Mummy movie with uh, Tom Cruise, so she's already. A, They're making them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she's going up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like she's like here, here, the then here. Yeah. So she'll probably come back for another Star Trek one. I don't see why not. Yeah, just make it's her like... still that same level, but you know what I mean? Like she's doing a movie with Tom Cruise. TV, I don't know. Probably not, but at this point, for her, for herself, for her career, I don't know. If... Wouldn't it? That would be the first step, and it could even be like the first if Justin Linston sticks around for Star Trek, his first thumbprint. Because then, like, you have a new character that's never been any Star Trek before as part of this crew. Now it's like it's it is becoming more of its own thing, and that's what I've always wanted. Like, the reboot they gave it to me, awesome. It's worked in Time Travel, Quantum, Spock, and Spock Prime and stuff. But then the second movie J.J. made was just basically like, oh, we're going to rehash this one with a cool idea. Give me Evil Robocop, which is great. But then give me Con 2 with Lifeblood. Like, all right. I liked it. Calm down. That's fine. I liked it. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't think she's, uh, she's in The Mummy, so... That's fine. I wouldn't assume she'd be coming back for a TV show, but that would have been a cool idea. Or, you know, they make, IDW makes comics that read that comic. That'd be fun. There is a, what did I see today? There's some Star Trek crossover comic coming out. Oh, it's probably like Doctor Who and like Power Rangers <laughs> with the Ghostbusters <laughs> and Transformers. Fuck, I meant to take a, it was on the sheet that they gave me at the comic book store of like new you comics. You forgot a comic. What a loser. Dude. I don't even forget a comic. You're like, I just didn't want this comic. Oh, and it was on the list of, like, upcoming stuff. You didn't check it? And I meant to... No, I didn't check it. I didn't want to read it. But, like, it was something I was like, oh, I wasn't meant to tell you about it. But, eh, I can't remember. Was it one of the A Million Transformers comics that I'm a year behind on because that just happened by accident? Get behind a lot of stuff. Everything is just distract me. Or, like, work on stuff, and that takes precedence. I don't know. Kind of how it goes. There's a Star Trek Alien one coming out. Makes too much sense. But that's not the one I was thinking of, so. But it's 100, that's a thing. 100%. How? Star, Star Trek okay. and Aliens. So if it's the Xenomorphs. same. Xenomorphs. Oh, man. Can can they blow my mind and have Wayland yutani exist in that universe? Because there's no way that's fucking possible. Because the Federation is, there's no corporations in the Federation. But are there? Do they just become part of the government? Maybe. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, shit. I wish I could remember the other crossover one. It wasn't the Green Lantern one because that's been a thing for a while. I don't know. Oh well, you know my other my other sequels that's not by the same name. But oh, it's, it's, it's Star oh. Trek: Planet of the Apes. But it's Earth. It's called Star Trek: Planet Planet of the Apes: The Primate Directive. Don't call it the Primate Directive. Now it's just out of control. It's a thing, a thing that's coming out. Is the cover like the picture of Caesar in a Starfleet uniform? Uh, no, like this is the first issue right here. 
There's just an ape it's holding just an a IDW uniform. Boom Studios crossover. Man. Apes could be on a starship. You got, like, stuff like that going on. I mean, it's not good for podcasting, showing pictures, but... No, we can talk about it. How just, like, why is... Why is Kirk in front of the Liberty with Charlton Heston and a gun? <laughs> What's going on there? You have to read the comic. Starts in... Uh, but if he is... If, starts starts in December. If Kirk is there on Planet of the Apes when Charlton Heston is there with a the gun, not much longer the world explodes. It's not much longer than the world goes boom. Oh, this directive one is was already one that was already out. There's another one coming out. Oh my gosh, you're just misinformation. Campaign. But there is a Star Trek Planet of the Apes coming out, 100%. I saw it at the uh, at the comic book store, like on the list of things to see if I had come out. If I had more money to spend, these things are like that's a cool idea. I would buy it and read it, but like there's too many of those. Yeah, I mean, there's a million Star Trek crossover comics. Yeah, because it is fun to do. Why not? You know when you said Star Trek crossover, you know the first Star Trek I thought of? When I was like, what is it crossing over? I didn't even think about Kirk. I figured he'd be dealing with Picard, but that was a mistake, I suppose. Sad. Yeah. Anyways, that was uh, our new... Uh, new. Oh, it's just another new format we can throw new, at you. New little format. So there's episode number 117 of B-Movie Breakdown. It was a conscious decision, though, I would like to say. It wasn't like, oh... Don't have time to watch Toxic Avenger. We want to do something different. No, we wanted to. Well, yeah. So, uh, right. if you enjoy they it, let us know. If you don't enjoy it, let us know. Let us know no. your thoughts. I put a thing out there on Facebook or Twitter or something like that, uh, asking something. Did like you? That too. you tweet and stuff? Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, we. So, That's cool. So, uh, don't use Twitter very often. So. Well, you again the social media train. Yeah. Where's the internet? I or know. social media intern. Get my whip out. And... Wow, why you gotta whip him? Tweet, bitch. Tweet, bitch. Did you shoot lasers at him? Choo-choo. Yeah, no, it's my whip. Uh, so for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. My name is Nick. We'll see you next week. It's the best of the worst. B-Movie.